0: You are listening to the EdTech Takeout from Grantwood AEA, an
1: educational service agency that supports school districts in eastern Iowa with a focus on equity, excellence, and efficiency in education for all children. Welcome to episode 32 of the EdTech Takeout, the podcast that serves up technology tips for teachers. My name is Jonathan Wiley, and this is Mindy Carney. Hey there. How's it going? Good. How about you? Good. We have a
0: special guest today! Yay! You're excited. <laughs> Stacy Beavers here with us, our fearless leader. She's going to talk a little bit about Google Keep. Join yeah. us for the day. So Boop, thanks for coming in.
1: Yeah. So before we get to that, let's uh, jump straight in and do some news and updates, things that are new and upcoming since the last time we were recording.
0: Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the EdTech Takeout if I didn't mention Seesaw today. So Seesaw had a big update. Um, just recently in the last two weeks probably, for um, an added Seesaw activities library. And what's really neat about this is that it allows you to save some templates that maybe you're creating for your students into a library. Um, and also allows you to assign those activities to specific students. And this is new. You before weren't able to do something like this. Uh, if you go in and take a look at the Seesaw Activities library, uh, each grade level already has five, created activities that you can use yourself, or you can also create your own and save them into the library. So if you have a free account, you get 100 activities. If you have a pro account, you get 500. And Seesaw for Schools gets an unlimited use of the library. So you can save as many activities and share them across teachers if you'd like. Um, So a pretty cool feature. But just so you know, if you're not seeing it, you do need to update your Seesaw app.
1: Well, it's an interesting addition. You and I were having a conversation the other day about how Seesaw is kind of almost encroaching on like LMS type territory. And with this kind of addition. I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. They were really, they're really great about listening to feedback from teachers, and this is something that people wanted. So.
1: Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Um, Also new is Padlet. With uh, some new updates. Padlet is something we talk about from time to time in the show, for yeah. sure. Um, they have some new voting and grading tools where you can um, vote on individual notes that appear on your Padlet board. Um, you can give uh, like thumbs up, thumbs down. You can hit the heart to do like a like. You can rate things on a, a star rating of one through five. And you can also. Um, leave like a graded um, score on something. So you can say this is graded out of 10 or whatever for a comment or feedback that a student left. So you can do that all on um, Padlet now. And uh, we were using some of these today, weren't we, Stacey?
2: We were. We had a meeting today and it was just a nice way to do kind of a quick um, KWL of what we already know about the topic and what we needed to know. And we used the hearts, which I really liked because it was able to give us a quick once-over to say, hey, this is flagging something that a lot of people need to learn more about or that we already have that background knowledge. Um, I cannot believe how far Padlet has come since its early days. There's a lot. Just this last year. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, We're using the star, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd call it voting, but um, with tech coaches coming up so that they can – We're going to do some, we're trying to pre-plan some EdCamp sessions, so we're asking them to brainstorm some ideas, and then they're going to go in and vote how they feel about it, and we're going to use the scale so that we can get, so you can still go in and be like, well, I want to learn about this one, but it's not my highest level of learning that I want to do, So, and it's really nice because it averages it all out for you, so it takes all of those star averages, and it's kind
2: of neat, fun. And those features are all in the free version, right? You don't even need the premium, so it's a great way to get started.
1: correct yeah you need to turn them on if you jump into like the settings of the board uh hit the modify icon in the top right hand corner you can come down and turn on the uh the features you want for for voting but
0: uh you only get one yes must choose
1: yes you can't have thumbs up and likes and you can't have all of them grading comments and yes
0: i'm kind of interested to see what it looks like on the grading side like how do you share the grades with the students then
1: it just leaves the grade right on the, on but the post. But
0: if you go to private to grade them, if you don't want to share grades.
1: You can have it so that it's view only. Oh. And then they can just see it. And then, but everyone uh, can see it. Yes. Could
0: see the grades. Yes, yeah.
1: they would. So. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah that's an I, interesting I one. I haven't
0: looked at that part of it at all. So. Yeah, I watched Just that video from
1: uh, Richard Byrne, and he was yeah. talking about if you are using it as a teacher to grade things, be sure to, like you said, change the permissions on there so mm-hmm. that students don't have editing rights to the board still, because they yeah. could change the grade. Yeah, right.
0: So they – okay. I'm going to need to look at that a little bit more. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Well, speaking of something else, me need to look at a little yeah. bit more, Mindy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so last night I got an email, and you guys probably did too, from Flipgrid, and that they've added a new, um, I don't know, a new tab, I guess, called Discovery Library. And we just had Lynn in, um, what, a couple weeks ago talking about Flipgrid and um, how great it is. So the nice thing about Flipgrid, this Discovery Library, is that now you can share a template that you've created or a topic Because with those topics, if you remember, you can add like resources and things like that. Um, So you can share that topic as a template to this library so other teachers can take it and steal it. I'm using air quotes, steal. Yeah. It. Did you see my ear quotes? I saw them. Yeah. Legit. She ear <laughs> <Good. laughs>
1: quoted. Listeners, she did ear quotes, yes.
0: <laughs> so um, it's kind of a nice way to um, kind of crowdsource what people are using uh, Flipgrid for and and taking some of those things and checking it out. So I would definitely, if you haven't looked at Flipgrid, I mean, it's sweeping the nation. Sweeping
1: the nation. Well, CISO has a library now and yeah. uh, Flipgrid has a library now. Yeah. So everyone well, has a library.
0: I mean, if we're going to put them.
1: Oh, we're going to go there. We better not. Okay. We better not go there. We better not. Um, so I did also see something for Flipgrid. It was uh, written by a couple of people I follow on Twitter. It, the Educator's Guide to Flipgrid. Have you seen that, Mindy? No, I haven't. It's like a PDF ebook that the, these two uh, put together. Sean... Fahey and Carly Maura. I think you were looking to see how I was going to pronounce I those. I did. I yeah, was waiting. I probably butchered Edu- those <laughs> both. But um, Educator's Guide to Flipgrid, they did a really nice uh, how-to guide um, that we'll link to in the show notes. If you are thinking about using uh, Flipgrid yeah. with your teachers uh, in your school, then this could be a good thing to circulate and give you ideas on how to get started.
0: For sure. For sure. <laughs> yes.
1: I guess I better do the next one on the list.
0: Yeah, this one is not on my list of know-anythings-about.
1: Okay. Um, Earlier this year, uh, Microsoft ended support for uh, the venerable Windows Movie Maker, which has been around for years and years. I know, sniff, sniff. It was kind of the the Microsoft equivalent of uh, iMovie.
2: I used it for a long time Oh, in my early days.
1: I know, so no longer available to download. But um, they did bring some of these features back into um, Windows 10. If you update to the latest version of Windows 10 in the Photos app now, there's um, some video editing tools. Um, We'll link to something that will give you more information on that. But one of the nice things I liked about it when I was playing with it is just the the music side is really clever because um, if you put together, like, I don't know, 10 photos and and a couple of videos it will automatically make the music you choose Go the exact length of your oh, nice. thing, and it will end at a specific point. It doesn't like fade out or anything. They just make the music do it. They add these little fillers and what? things. Yes, I know. There's terms and for this. Musical <laughs> terms for this. Yeah, but
2: we don't know what they it's are. It's not not
0: the ones we're using. But. No,
1: fill <laughs> effects or something. I don't know. But and then if you like take out a, a photo or a video, and your video gets shorter, it will adjust the music so that it gets shorter too.
2: Which kind cost. of like it doesn't repeat the chorus or something. Yeah smart enough it's to know like that, how to adapt we'll
1: add an extra chorus yeah. or i will do like a little bridge section or oh, something mu- like that. see we're throwing
2: music lingo around now
1: yeah there you go you're
0: really excited you're like using your hands a lot when you're talking about it well wish this was a- no air I quotes i didn't yeah. use air
1: quotes no but uh, <laughs> i'm gesticulating here
0: so <laughs> i like it hmm interesting all right so i don't so google classroom had an update is that right
1: um, they well, always have updates. It seems. Yeah,
0: like. Yeah, I, I, I can't keep, keep up, up with Google Classroom. So you can import grades from Google Forms quizzes into mm-hmm. Google Classroom.
1: And I saw this, but I haven't like tried it or know anything about huh. it. Stacy, do you know know anything about this?
2: Um, I've seen it. It's you know, it's kind of stinks. Like I'll talk about with Keep too. It's like we don't have kids like a yeah. class to make this pertinent for us to try right yeah, away. I know. But I think. Yeah, if you get the spreadsheet or that data, you know, it's like a CSV file in the background or
1: whatever yeah. format,
2: and then you can put it into Google Classroom into that grade book. Huh.
1: Yeah. So I think a lot of our schools use like PowerSchool for their grade book right. and right. they don't do like double entry, but if right. you are using Google Classroom for grades, then this could be a good way. Yeah. Even if it's just like for like an informal formative right. assessment yes. type check and you wanted to, you know, put those grades somewhere all in one place, that could be a good thing. Uh, Google Forms got an update, and you can now copy and paste charts from Google Forms into your slides and emails. Yeah. You like, like that? that?
2: That makes me happy. <laughs> Wiley, I'm, I'm like kind of <laughs> impressed he's talking about forms and spreadsheets.
1: Well, you know, I got this email a, He's from, just
2: reading a sentence off the page. <laughs>
0: oh, no, I'm done.
1: <laughs> I got an email from Google this morning that said, new for Google Apps for Education, oh. and I copy and pasted some stuff oh. into mm. the doc. Got there it. it is. So, yeah, tell us all about it, Stacey.
2: Well, I don't know all, all about it, um, but I just like the ability to update charts and things. So, it's going to that live update feature. I mean, that was in uh, Google Slides recently, too. So, if you've got a data set in a spreadsheet and you make a chart from that and you embed it into a slide deck, mm-hmm. and so I'm assuming this is somewhat similar, that as you Collect more responses in a Google form. It updates the spreadsheet, which will automatically update your slide presentation. So you always have current data.
1: Does that make sense
0: now? Sprinkle a little Beamer dust on it and make it make sense. Good job. Did that that help?
1: Yeah, we should have her back more often. We should. Um, the next one I do know a little bit about, yeah. that was, uh, the science journal that comes to iOS, cause I tried this out and it's kind of clever. It's an app that works on iPad and iPhones and it's also on Android. Mm-hmm. Um, and it uses like the built-in sensors on your device to measure acceleration or brightness or loudness and it can, create graphs and things in the app where you can like take notes and uh, like you were taking an experiment on something. So yeah, I'm waving my hands around again. <laughs> <laughs> Bobbing my head back and forward. Getting excited so about science. Excited. Yeah. Amber would be really proud. I love science. So it's a free app, yeah. It's called Science Journal, and it's coming to iOS. I think it's uh, well worth a look.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's kinda of like those science probes is what it reminds me of, yeah, all built into your phone mm-hmm. because it's got those
1: yeah, in the past we'd plug those things into yeah. computers and drop Crazy. them in beakers and stuff like that. So,
0: Well, and I feel like this next one we maybe need to have Stacy talk about because it's all about Google Keep and Google Slides. Oh, could, there's
2: been you guys Jeez. talked at iTech too about the update with slides where you click on the – you can hide slides now? Mm-hmm. That was yes. one of the updates, right? I think yep. you talked we about We didn't
0: that. talk about it, but they talked about it in Dads and Ed. Oh, okay. That's yeah. okay. Crossover show.
2: Crossover show, yeah. <laughs> That's over.
0: Um, that would be fun. <laughs>
2: oh, my gosh. Um, so Google Slides with Google Keep. So we'll talk about Keep here in a minute. But um, if you're taking notes, now mm-hmm. you can open up your Google Keep notes within Slides and drag them in. Or if you yeah. take an image, a picture, and you write about it in a Keep note, mm-hmm. and you want to drag it into your slide deck, you
1: totally can. Drag and drop. Mm-hmm. Drag and
0: drop. We like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So that's kind of a perfect segue, yeah. I think.
0: Oh. Wow. Was that on purpose or not?
1: I did leave that at the end <laughs> on purpose.
0: So on to the next part of the show, I guess, which is the main course served to you piping hot. Google Keep.
1: I thought you were gonna say Stacy Beamer there for a Maybe. minute.
0: Maybe.
1: <laughs> Serve it up Piping Hot. Serve
0: it out to. <laughs> All right, so Stacey, you bring you on to talk about Google Keep. It's probably the coolest thing that Google has come out with, and I don't know how
2: old is Google Keep. Not that old, right? No, I want to say it's not, it's probably five years old. No, I stop it. But it hasn't been in the domain for oh, kids okay. in um or able to be turned on in the dashboard. It hasn't been one of those core services only for the last like maybe six eight months yeah when it first came
1: out it it didn't does not look like what it looks like now it looked a lot different it didn't have as much stuff but uh yeah it's been around for a while
2: it has and i remember i put it on and i tried to use that because people were using Wonderlist or um other note taping note taking apps and i i liked those better because there were some features that weren't in keep and now da they're here
1: So speaking of features, if someone has she never tried yeah. Google Keep before, what yeah, right? kind of things can they expect to do?
2: Well, I think, you know, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Heather Callahan right now because she's a big Google Keep person. And we'll put a link to her blog. Um, but she kind of talks about the day in her life, her blog post that's mm. a couple months old, maybe a month old. Um talks about a day in my life with Google keep. So I really started using it personally Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how she talks about it, how she uses it personally and professionally and how kids can use it too. So, um, to do lists, right? So that's how many people have a to do list. I have sticky notes all over my desk. Mm -hmm. Um, so it kind of digitizes that, which is just a great foundational use. I mean, when we're thinking with kids, executive functioning skills, Mm -hmm. um, and people will say, well, why don't you have your LMS for kids to organize their tasks? But um, when they go out to the real world, as a grown-up, I don't have an LMS telling me what I have to do. Right. So, I mean, as we can transition. Um, and personally, I love it because one of the reminders you can set, so you can set time reminders, and that's one of the features. Um, so, if I have a reminder, and it, the reminder will show up on my calendar that I have these things to do tonight... Um, but then I, the example I give right now is I was refinishing my steps in my house and I took a picture. So also part of my list, I can have images. And so I took a picture of the steps and a list of the things I thought I needed to get at Lowe's. And then instead of a time reminder, I put a location reminder. So I drive into the Lowe's parking lot and ding, 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 ding. Here is everything you need to get at Lowe's. And here's a picture of the steps to show the guy in the... Like flooring department, so yeah, um, steps are now done. Mm-hmm. Thanks to it's all, all thanks to Google <laughs> Key.
1: Yeah. So we can do text entries. We can do photos. We can do location reminders. We can do. Oh. What else can we do? What am I missing here? Do
2: you have photos? So you can take photos, but here's the cool thing about photos. Mm -hmm. Um, Sing it, sister. Yeah, right? I love Google Keep. Um, So taking photos of things. So I'm thinking as kids are walking around on a field trip, right, they can use their phone. That's one of the nice things is it's um, on your device, on your laptop, um, but also on a mobile device, the app is really similar. So if you take a photo – you can annotate on top of that photo if you want to, or you can just write on a blank note, um, blank note, just handwrite on it too, or annotate on a photo. But if I take a picture, it will also OCR the text. So if I take a picture, there's an image hanging in the room. If I snap a picture of that, or if I have a textbook and I have a paragraph and I snap a picture of that paragraph, and I go to the three little dots and I say, grab image text, Um it will pull that text out of that image and type that out. So so you'll have that typed, which is kind of nice. I think as kids are doing research, I think of back in the day when I had um, like 200 note cards for a research paper, um, I had to handwrite all that out from mm-hmm. the textbook. Mm-hmm. Really now I could snap a picture of that text. Um, and you guys were elementary teachers. Sometimes having kids type or retype stuff is a royal pain, um, mm-hmm. and just ease that process mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for them to be able to pull that, grab that text.
1: I know. When I, when I first saw that feature, I thought, yeah, this will work very well, but it does work pretty well. I used I it with my
0: handwriting, and it worked pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty surprised. I mean, it wasn't flawless by any means, but... It was it was close enough that I could have went back in then as a student and been like, Oh, I need a Y here and I need an S here and fixed it and Yeah, yeah. It and I, I
1: tried it with like I think I uploaded a picture with like a screenshot of something that had mm-hmm. words on it and it picked yeah. out the words from that picture too. So yeah. that's like snap and read stuff right there. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it
2: really is. But the thing that's funky is um I took a book and it had two pair it had two columns. And I took a picture of both columns and it ran the two columns together. Mm. So you really have to zoom in and just take a picture of that little chunk of paragraph little, yeah. chunk it, which is fine, but hey, it's a good, good place to, to start. So annotating text on your mobile device, um, it also will do recordings. So if you want to leave a voice message, and it will um, transcribe whatever note you, you leave, so it'll go speech to text as well as capture an audio clip of what you said in, as your reminder, which is kind of cool.
1: And I think, yeah, we said this at the beginning, but, yeah, it's part of the G Suite EDU tools, But it's and it's also, like, really, it's very cross-platform now. It's available on basically any device you could want to use it on, Mac, PC, Chromebook, iPad, phones, Androids, iOS, everywhere, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. Everywhere that counts. I don't know about BlackBerry, but... <laughs>
2: Mm. um we'll i'd to get back s- to you on that look for that in the show notes amber yeah. would be proud of me i um was at a conference last week and actually did kind of a little mini sketch note oh. on google keep yeah did uh, you do it on your phone or did you have a uh, tablet, I had a tablet yeah tablet so it's kind of cool um what else can i tell you about it um i'm looking at the notes like that i have right now one of the things you can do is um Collaborate on the notes. So we're planning an event, um, a conference here, a literacy conference coming up next summer. And we made a to-do list of tasks that the committee has to work on. So we're sharing that um, with the group. And... Then we can all act on the tasks and cross them off the list. And I'm thinking, too, for a classroom, like the writing process. Mm -hmm. There's a a process that you go through with pre-writing or brainstorming, you know, whatever you do. And then, hey, you're going to peer edit and then you're going to draft it and peer edit and then make your revisions. So that checklist. So one of the nice things is with those notes, you can duplicate those. So if I get done with my first, I go through that process again. Um, I can just make a copy of that note and reuse it. Mm-hmm. So I could share if I'm, I would definitely have the kids create the note and then share it with the teacher. um, Because then the teacher can check their progress mm-hmm. right there. So just little things like that. And then I can also, as a te- student set the reminders, Hey, if I need to be at the next, you know, I need to have my draft done by Friday, I can set the reminder to Friday. So it'll be on my calendar, things like that.
1: Yeah. And we had, then we had some people at the agency using uh, Google Keep, and one of their requests—I think I told you about this already—was that if you do share like a task list with somebody, they would like like a notification that somebody else has like checked something and said, oh. "Yep, done." So you do need to keep going back in and see if those tasks are done. But yeah, if you make Google Keep as like a part of your workflow, and then it, you're constantly going there every day to like check on stuff and. Put things on your to-do list yeah it puts a, a line it.
2: through it so you know it's done but you don't get yeah. like an email notification
1: exactly. be like hey
2: they did it yeah
0: yeah, it'd be nice at least for a note. If you could turn it on just for that note too, because I might oh, not yeah. want you know what I mean, like notifications for Everything. some some list that I'm sharing. But for some of them that are maybe high priority, then I would. So it'd we need the nice little turn it on. Or we off. need
1: the bell in the top right hand yeah. corner or something. Just
0: yeah, to, a little gear for each note. Um, there you go,
1: Google. Hope you're listening.
0: Yeah.
2: please, please, please. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm, I'm CC here. They yeah, are. right. <laughs> um, another thing I kind of like is the fact you can um, tag notes too so you can add um it's labels uh, i guess so if i if i'm typing in a note like i can do a narrative but if i add type with a hashtag um national parks so if i'm doing some research on national parks um is one of my projects if i'm keeping notes on that i put the hashtag or the label i can pre make labels um i can sort on those later um,
1: and that really helps, which is nice. But yeah, with the organizing and everything, because when you start using Google Keep, it's like, oh, this is nice. It's really visual. I can see my notes. But then after a while, you've got like a hundred notes, and you're yeah, like, yes,
0: like your Google Drive the, all over again, right? Yeah, where the
1: heck is anything? And you can search for stuff, and it's really good at searching through the notes for keywords and everything. But um, yeah, just being able to quickly sort by labels is good. As, it's like in Gmail, isn't it? Yeah. They they're listed down the left-hand side. You just click on one and it'll filter through and, and I'm bring thinking, them all up.
2: Again, sorry to interrupt, Um, the, the note cards kind of thing, how kids, if you're going through that writing yeah. process in the yeah. outline, if the parts of your outline are your labels... Um, and the reason I say that is because in Google Docs, this was an update hey. r- this summer, maybe. Um, so now if you go into Google Docs, and you can easily, too, just if you already have a note, um, you can say, send to Google Docs, mm-hmm. and it will take everything in that note and put it into a Google Doc. It doesn't share it with everybody. If you're sharing the note, it's just for you. But you'll have to reshare the doc. But if you start in a doc and you have your outline, and you have a bunch of Google Keep Notes with all of your research or your images that you've captured to go into your um, your writing. Um, if you go into, I'm trying to look, if you go to tools, you can say Keep Notepad, and then your Keep Notepad will appear on the right-hand side. Hmm. And then you can drag and drop those key notes, do the search for the topic in the outline, and then start pulling in those details into your outline for your writing
1: so that's like nice. what we just talked about with slides wasn't it it's the same yeah kind of same thing process now. yeah drag and drop and yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Eric Kurtz does a nice um, job so shout out to his blog control alt achieve um, and I'll share that with you guys for the show notes but he talks about how teachers can use it and have their pre-populated comments and feedback based on standards mm-hmm. so going the other way so if I have my feedback in a keep note I can mm-hmm. drag that over and drop it into a kiddo's writing so it's already pre-populated for me. Yeah. Well played, Eric Kurtz. I know, right? And Mm -hmm. there's posts out there too um, that you can bring in images. So I have a bunch of Bitmoji like stickers Mm -hmm. on a keep note so I can add a virtual sticker or an image onto writing too. You gotta have fun.
1: Stickers won't die.
2: Stickers (laughs) will never die. Just take new form. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think that when I used it in the sidebar as well, if you, I think I did a demo for somebody and I said, I was typing in it and I said, finish this doc later. And you just hit go. And then back in your Google Keep, it adds like a link to the doc you were working on inside the Google Keep note. So that, you know, if you were looking at it in Google Keep and you're like, finish what later? And then there's a link and you click on the link, it opens up the Google Doc where you took that note. Oh, nice. links the two together. that's
0: that's so used a voice command like no 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 no. no. (laughs) so i thought you meant when you're like i said finish this later like what Seeking voice commands
1: from you. So I was just going the other way. Instead of going like, from Keep and dragging it into Google yeah. Docs, I was going from Google Docs Dax. and leaving a note into Keep. keep. And yeah. it linked to the doc I was working on. Nice. No special speech I for involved. sure that's what you
2: meant. Did you see my face? I was like, what? Yeah,
1: I know. I didn't think it was that good, but <laughs> it was good.
2: Oh, um, I'm finding myself to use it more and more as I go to conferences or having just one-off like conversations with people that I'm like, oh, that's really neat. I have a Keep note with books like Mm -hmm. their recommendations. I keep note with recipes with links. Um, And it'll add that visual. If it's a URL, it'll actually add a little thumbnail of the website too with the link, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is kind of nice because it's a little handier to get to than searching through like a Google doc. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So the search tool is, amazing with it i like that and i like pinning you can if you think about pinterest if there's keep notes or things you're currently acting on or working on you can pin those to the top i i like the writing process though i think that is something really exciting uh vicki davis just had a blog post and i gave that link to you guys to throw in the show notes too so i kind of talked about the writing process um with it, but I think that's what's going to be really powerful for kids yeah. too, as they're searching on the web, collecting data. Um, there's a nice Chrome extension that will let you, if you're on a website and you highlight text and you click on the Chrome extension for Keep, it will pull the URL for the website and then take that text that you highlighted and put that into the Keep note. So you're searching the web, you use the extension to collect your information, then go the to Keep your extension, uh-huh, yeah, and then. Um, Go to the doc and do your outline and then start pulling in that content. But um, Vicki does a nice video and um, ed puzzle about how that process would look. So I'm excited that she had done that.
1: I like that. It's kind of like what, what the Digo extension yes. does as well, where you like highlight stuff and it will take your highlights and bookmark them. But uh, yeah, it just put them somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Hmm.
0: Pretty powerful little tool.
2: Yeah, and I think we still need to still continue to talk about. Um, uh, attribution and making sure we para- paraphrase text and cite sources mm-hmm. and all that. Um, so, as kids are doing their research, I mean, use something else like Easybib or something to keep track of yeah. the citation because it's gonna—it's a lot easier to pull a website over and and a note and to keep. Hey, you know what? It does do too. I didn't realize it. If you share it, it'll tell me like. I have a note with Josh Lyons, and it'll actually, on the note, it says it was last edited by Josh on the date. I wonder
0: if that's new, because I just got that, I just saw that notification today by someone else, too, and I'm like, well, this is new. It huh. says that Lynn Kleinmeyer has edited my list. Yeah. Maybe Google's thing. So I listening. wonder if it's a new little notification thing that just popped through. I don't know. I've never seen that before, either.
1: I mean, that's the kind of thing you see in docs and other places, too, so I guess yeah. it makes sense that they bring those features over and yeah. make it cross-platform that way for yeah. everything else.
2: What else do you want to know? Like I said, the, personally and um, professionally, there's a lot of application.
1: It's a really good tool for, for teachers and students, I guess. So, I mean, mm-hmm. um, it's one of those real crossover tools that everybody can use and teachers could use to, like, model to students. Like, this is how I use Google Keep, and this is how you, you know some ideas for how you could use Google Keep. So just a really versatile tool.
2: Yeah, I think it's cross curricular too, right? So yeah. you've got some things you can do with, obviously ELA and social studies and writing. But if you're snapping images or writing, if you need to write out an equation or you're doing something, you've got that ability. Yeah, to be to able do to that. write right on top of it or to draw is a really neat feature, I mm-hmm. think too. So yeah, a lot of a lot of potential, and I'm super excited now that it's in in the domain and it's got that Docs and now Slides integration.
1: Well, are we good?
2: Are we good on Keep? I'm great on Keep. Yeah.
1: All right. It's so a, you Keep it,
2: a Keeper. Keep is a Keeper.
1: If no. you haven't <laughs> tried it out, you can go to keep.google.com and maybe find it from the little waffle launcher up in the corner too.
0: Whoa, really?
1: What? Waffle launcher, huh? The tic-tac-toe board.
0: The nine-die?
1: Sure. The Rubik's Cube. Oh. The Rubik's Cube. Yeah. I always
0: say the nine die, and then I'm like, but I believe it's actually called the App Launcher. Is that right? Yes. Does sure. It, is that its official name?
1: Just go to and yeah, okay. You'll find it. All
0: right. On to my favorite part of the show. Up next is Tech Nuggets.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was looking at this, Mindy, and... I'm right. I'm a little confused by this first one here. What what is that all about? Well, That's not. Is that a nugget really?
0: Well, I don't. Uh, I don't know. It could so, be. This is going to sound self promotional. However, I really I don't think it is. Is
1: this about seesaw again?
0: No, it's not. <laughs> I, if I was getting paid for all of the seesaw stuff. Then it would be self promotional. This is um, following me on Snapchat. So um, what I'm really trying to do is share a lot of what we do on the digital learning team. Um, through Grant Wood, and just taking little uh, tech nuggets throughout my day and sharing those online. So it's not anything about me personally, but just kind of sharing the knowledge that um, I gained through my job and from working with you amazing folks. So, I thought you
2: were just being creepy.
0: But this makes sense no, now. Uh, Snapchat, no, and it's super fun. It's super fun, Stacey Beamer. So um, you can follow me, and I'll put my snap code on... Um, the show notes as well but yeah
1: i think people will see a lot of ar stuff if they follow your snapchats is that fair? right
0: because i used a dancing hot dog today
1: well not is just that today what the problem is? i i often see like dancing things from snapchat from you
0: you do well are you following me on snapchat are we on, are we friends on snapchat i hope not oh geez Lynn, how do you know yes i do um i i like the fact that you can add like um, your Bitmoji kind of is now automated, which I think is kind of fun, and so I use a lot of that stuff, but it's just little nuggets throughout the day. All right. Little snippets.
1: I would have to learn how to use Snapchat before I followed you on Snapchat. I well, think I'm too old for Snapchat. Well, if you have
0: questions about how to use Snapchat, you uh-huh. let me know. But my um, Snapchat name is M Carney 10 You can find me there.
2: I'm adding you right now. I can't believe you. You don't, don't follow me on Snapchat? This oh. is why. Okay, fine. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I just saw your recent one. <laughs> yes, I do. Never mind. Okay. All right. So, I don't know. If Follow
1: I, Mindy on Snapchat.
2: Yeah. Learn a little bit about what we do every day. You won't ever I'll, see my face ever, I promise. This is a fun, <laughs> like, quick way to get a tech tip. Like a little... Yeah, see? Good job.
1: So Thank you, you. So, you want to be the Tony Vincent of Snapchat? Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> he does a great job on Instagram with all his little tech tips. He and things. does, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you could yep. corner the market for Snapchat.
0: Um, I don't think I'll corner the market, but I would like my work to be fun used. Yeah, it's fun. Does that make sense? Yep, makes sense. Yeah. Check it out.
1: All right. Um, how do oh. we follow that? I don't know. I uh, no. Impossible. <laughs> I'm gonna throw something out there that. I keep seeing around the EdTech universe and I only recently managed to take a look at it and see what it was. They keep sending me emails and I keep seeing it on Twitter and other places and I've been to conferences where they've been and uh it's called Kiddom, yeah. K-I-D-D-O-M. Um, which their tagline is a curriculum development assessment gradebook and messaging system, which is all in one place. So right. it's uh, it's that one tool that you need and the only one you might need. But I don't for know. For the rest of your life. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's a kind of an interesting platform where you can like build um, lessons for students. They have like a lesson bank that you can pull on. Um, from CK12, from Khan Academy, from Common Lit, from different PBS, sources. PBS, PBS, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and you can search through and find stuff like that. You can tag stuff with standards so that if your kids are working on things, you can um, do kind of a standards-based grading approach if your school's into that.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, it's like so OER R- commons Yeah, and I think it's growing. I think it's getting better. Um, I looked at it probably – um, I think Beth and I looked at it like a year ago and we're like, Hey, what do you know about this? And we dug in. And we had a really hard time finding um, I don't know, resources that match up with the topics we were looking for and I think it's gotten yeah. gotten better. Yeah. And um I was Watching Beth was doing a webinar yesterday that I was sitting in on, and I think she made a really good point that even if you don't want to use the platform of KITM, it's also just a great place to go and look for free resources that are related to the topic. So Mm -hmm. if you are using something else like Google Classroom or Seesaw or Canvas or something like that, KITM could still be a really great place for you to go and kind of just... Have them filter out different resources for you that are all free res- resources that you could just pull from there yeah I mean so. it
1: also connects with your Google Drive so if you have materials in there that you want to share with students you can you can do that it will build up like a a profile for each student in terms of you know how well they are meeting certain standards and you know you can take some of these resources that Mindy was talking about and assign them to just like certain groups of kids instead of to the whole class so you know you may be able to use it in some kind of blended learning environment for Mm -hmm. you know like stations with kids or for flipped classrooms and, and things like that too so it's it's worth a look if you're interested in exploring a new platform that may have resources that you could do with your students then you know take a Mm -hmm. look it's um one of those things where you always have to like preview the resources like if you even if you before if you went to like smart exchange and places like that you download the lesson you might not use it exactly as is but you can adapt parts of that to to meet the needs of your kids
2: so do you know what the licensing is on these
1: so i believe resources yeah i don't know specifically for the resources. I think that it's all like...
2: Is it proprietary content? or is it's, it's
1: agreements it's with those publishers. I mean, CK12 is kind of like open anyway. Common Lit is all free and right. open anyway. So I think they're just partnering with people that are, already have free stuff out there, but letting you pull it all together into one place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's free for a single teacher to use with their class, but if you want like school-wide reports to track all your kids through different grade levels and things, then there is a school plan too.
2: Yeah, because it looks kind of LMSy yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it reminds me of some of the like the OER Commons and those other sites mm-hmm. that pull in the I don't know open ed resources. Yeah, so that, nice.
1: So, kid em. Yeah. check it out.
0: All right. So, um, you mentioned something about AR when you were making fun of my Snapchat earlier
1: Ah.
0: and, um, Amber and I have been kind of digging into the new AR kit, which I believe we brought up about the AR kit previously on the podcast, right? When we talked about the AR kit, Apple released, um, something called the AR kit, which makes augmented reality creation, um, more accessible to everyone. And so this kit is has kind of blown up augmented reality and people are making all of these crazy AR apps. Um, Amber and I have kind of started digging into them and I think we'll probably at one point and the other do an episode on AR. But if you're kind of interested to see where AR is going and the new stuff that's being created, you can follow on Twitter um, at... Made with AR Kit, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. But you should see some of the crazy previews of apps that people are creating. I mean, like the ability to walk into a totally different world. It's I, my mind is blown every time I go in and look at. It. I'm like, oh my gosh! And a lot of them aren't available yet. They're just doing previews of them and sharing them um, through at Made with AR Kit. But uh, if you want to see what's coming. Should definitely go and take a look at that, um, or some, follow them on Twitter.
1: There's some crazy stuff on there. Yeah. I just looked at this today when when I was looking at the show notes. Yeah. and I, I followed them too. There was a guy that made a like a remote control airplane yeah. um, one where he was standing on a train station platform and he. The plane took off, flew out over the other tracks, came back, landed as somebody else was walking past them. And it's just like nuts. It's like, oh, I've got
0: just enough time to fly my plane. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: I don't know.
0: And um, there might not be through some of them. I mean, it's I don't know how much the educational value is there right now with some of the things that we're seeing with AR. But I think the neat thing about it is to know that it's coming and knowing that, I mean, Amber has a student who's used this and has created an app and is like... I don't know. I think he's winning like some award or something in that um, our students are going to be using this and creating things. So it might look crazy to us, but it's coming.
2: Well, we think about VR and how far that's yeah. come. And yeah. now just the AR just adds that next layer of experiencing yeah. and real world. It's, I mean, it seems like it's right there in front of you. Yeah. And mm. just a prototype, I think. It's going to be important.
1: Stacey Beamer was an early AR pioneer. Do you remember the old uh, the Google, oh, Glass? Google Glass? Oh, my Google Glass.
2: <laughs> it was funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sometimes Stacey would walk in the room and she started start talking to you and then suddenly eyes would dart up to like the top right-hand ah, corner of the bad. room. And then it's like, what's he that? He embellishes oh, stories. Yeah, and then, so, yeah, Google Glass. Are they bringing that back? I thought I saw somewhere yeah, they were bringing something. that back.
2: Yep. It was yep. just ahead of its time. Right, the world wasn't right. ready for Google Glass. Shh. I think, But we're right. ready for AR. Yes.
1: Yeah. We'll I just, be long.
2: Yeah, I yeah. mean... Kids and stuff they're going to be able to experience without really going somewhere. It's mm-hmm. amazing.
0: Yep.
1: All right. So, as I look down the list here, it looks like Mindy and I have both been checking out Kids Podcast. I
2: oh, I saw this on here. I
0: thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Did you tell me you were doing that? No. Oh.
1: Um, you put Checking Out Kids Podcast. So I you, know I did, but did I thought you were maybe
0: doing it on the sly, and I well, didn't know when no. I saw you added something.
1: My kids have I've uh, have been listening to uh, Wow in the World yeah. recently, which is an NPR podcast. It you, also has
0: a character named Mindy on it.
1: It does, yes. yes it
2: does. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, Mindy, she has her, has her own show on uh, like satellite radio, Sirius, oh, or something. I'm called not the, surprised. It's called The Mindy Show or something like that. So. <laughs> it is? Yeah, it is. Oh, she's- so um, Mindy and Guy Raz uh, do Wow in the World, which is kind of a fun science podcast for yeah. kids. It's it's fun because not only – it's almost like one of these old kind of like radio shows where yep. they're acting out stuff in the background and there's like doors closing I and things it. dropping. I and know. I love the it's sound all, all, all the drama and the, yeah. the acting in there is fun. It makes them very listenable. So. Um,
0: and they do like they interview the little kids like yeah. make a story yeah or, what is your
1: wow it. in the world and yeah. they, they tell some amazing story about things so.
0: yeah and they're short
1: yes they are so less than half an hour and they're they're good for just a quick commute in the car mm-hmm. where you stick it on the podcast and my kids love it and one is one of my kids is six and one is ten and they both get something out of it and they both remember stuff from it too so oh cool it's funny it's silly it's cool it's high energy it's science yeah it's yeah. neat. So, what was yours?
0: Well, the one that we have been listening to in the car um, the last like week and a half probably is uh, The Unexplainable Disappearance of Mars Patel, is the name of this. And it's a obviously mis- mystery drama for kids. Um, I believe the age recommendation on it was eight to 12. My kids are <laughs> six and eight. But. Um, close enough? Close enough. I mean, I'm listening <laughs> to it with them. No, it's um, it's it's interesting because they're very into it. So every time we get into the car, they're like, Mom, turn on the podcast, turn on the podcast. Uh-huh. And it really is just about this group of kids that kind of are um, outcasts to the rest of the group, and something mysterious happens, starts happening to them, and they're going up against um, this big bad guy, and breaking all kinds of rules while they're doing it. So I had to one point in time say kids. Now we know that breaking in, breaking into a house is a felony and, uh, um, so they really, there are plenty of times where I roll my eyes like you do when you're watching kids movies, like, Oh my gosh. But, um, they really enjoy it. And we talk a lot about like prediction, like what do you think is going to happen next? Or why do you think that happened? Um, so just fun storytelling, I guess. And, um, I have a kind of a reluctant reader at my house, and so I'm kind of hoping this will get him excited about like maybe story writing or something like that. So, so,
1: so I think I saw they're like on season two now or something. They are. We
0: are not that far in. We're like on season one, like close to the end of season one.
1: Okay, so you may not be able to answer my question that okay. was about whether well, season two is is it like one continuous long story or I think is it so like-
0: because we have. We have, by accident, started on an episode in season two. For some reason, whenever I boot it up, it starts the most recent episode. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I feel it's the same because the characters' voices are the same. They still
1: haven't episode. found Mars Patel yet, then?
0: Uh, no. I, you should just listen to we, it. We shouldn't
1: say too much, I guess. No, I know. Really spoiler alert.
0: I don't want to give away a kid's podcast story.
1: So my, my six-year-old could listen to this? Is is that what you're well, saying? I mean- no regrets? From the house breaking, yeah, no, I I
0: think it's fine. Okay, I, you know, I don't, my kid don't, but yeah, I, yeah, we're fine. My kids are fine.
2: My like teacher (laughs) brain is on right now, thinking of kids, like, you know, how you did, you all do, you did read alouds, you know, novels, and there was Mm -hmm. some novels that you read with your kids that might be outside a a stretch read for them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, this is just a great way for them to hear a
1: story being told, yeah. and there are all those speaking and listening yeah, standards. Yeah, I that just we think all the standards and the fact
2: yeah. that you're talking about predicting I mean, all those yeah. conversations right. that we would have with kids doing read alouds, but now you can engage with them with podcasts, which might yeah. give them access to content that they might or not be able to an read independently. It themselves. Like, yeah. oh, we could do a
0: podcast Yeah, create a story and let's do it ourselves and we'll come up with the sound effects in the background and mm-hmm. what would we need to make these sound effects. And there's a lot, I don't know. I don't, there's just so much potential and so learning much going potential. on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yep. exciting.
1: So there's a fiction and a non-fiction example for you there to pick from. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it then?
0: I think that's it. That's all my nuggets for today.
1: Okay. So (laughs) that's all we have time for today. We will have links to all the resources in our show notes for this episode, which you can access at dlgwaea.org forward slash podcast. You can send us feedback by email to podcast at gwaea.org or by finding us on social media on Twitter, Stacy is at S Beamer. Mindy is at Team Carney. Our team account is at D L G W A E A. And I am at Jonathan Wiley. Mindy's also on Snapchat apparently. It's
0: M Kearney Ten.
1: M Carney Ten. <laughs> Do it. We'd like to give a big shout out to Eric Kurtz, Jen Giffen, Heather Callahan um, for sharing wait, the show on social wait, media. Wait,
0: stop. Did you say Eric Kurtz?
1: I did say Eric Kurtz.
0: I want to give a personal shout out to Eric Kurtz. Oh, come on. For calling Jonathan Wiley my sidekick.
1: I don't know if he said sidekick. I think he did. I think continue. He... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was co-host, wasn't it?
0: I think he called you my co-host.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Whatever, he's my favorite person right now. Don't ruin this for me.
1: Sorry, Chad Kafka. You just got demoted. Shout out to Vicky Davis. Shout out to Vicki Davis. To to Vicki Davis. Cool cat oh, sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play Music, or the Apple Podcast app, we would very much appreciate it. Otherwise, until next time.
0: This has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot.
1: For more information on today's episode, please visit dlgwaea.org slash podcast.